We are an ARIYMBF fan podcast where we talk about anything and everything Allison Rosen. I am Lisa Lowry, and on this episode, we will talk about the Monday, June 13th episode with uh, Dave Holmes, and the Thursday, June 16th episode, More Big News, Meeting Teen Idols, and Al's New Restaurant. But first, I'd like to introduce fellow best friends. Welcome back, TS. Hey, how's it going? Word up. Um, and welcome back, fan favorite, Ray Morgan. Oh, thank you. And new to our show, uh, Toby. Welcome, Toby. Hi. Nice um, to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I wanted to ask you a few questions since you have not been on the show. Um, sure. How long have you been a fan of Allison? Uh, well, I've listened to this show since day one. Uh, at probably like a lot of people, I listened to Corolla beforehand uh, and sort of abandoned ship once everything blew up there. Uh, but I've been, since the very first show, I've been listening to uh, ARI and YNBF. Nice. So you're a long-time listener, and so that's, long time. that's good to hear. And where are you from? Let's hear some information. From London, Ontario, just a couple hours outside of Toronto. And are you married, kids? I'm married, two kids. I've got a six-year-old daughter and a 16-year-old son. Aw, that's awesome. Well, in your picture, you look very young. You look too young to have a 16-year-old kid. <laughs> well, I suppose to some that's true, but uh... <laughs> I'm just glad we have another Canadian on the show. So, Hansy, you need to be back. Hint, hint. So, on this episode, like last week, uh, I think we're going to talk about the Thursday show because it certainly overshadowed the Dave Holmes episode, even though it was great. But I think we really need to get to the Thursday show. Um, we were her little gummy lifesavers. Blah blah blah. Uh, she's having fucking twins, guys. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she went from zero to a hundred. Like she went from I don't know if I can ever have kids to I'm having two at the same time. Yes. Well, I thought Mindy Cohn was the big news. At I least know. that's what she made it sound like. Yeah, it's true. And when it's funny because I started listening the night before again because I and I don't usually do that and I saw big news and she started talking about Mindy Cohn, which is huge news that she's having Mindy Cohn on the show. I know we've all been tweeting at both of them to get together and finally making that happen. And I'm so, I can feel her nervousness uh, about doing that because it's, I mean, that's one of her idols. So, but then I, I started seeing some tweets and I thought, okay, I'm turning Twitter off because I don't want it to be ruined. I feel like there's something else. So the more I listen to it, I'm like, she's going to say she has twins. I know it. And she did. So I am so excited for that. I mean, like instant family of four. What's amazing is, you know, uh, when you consider the the embryos implanted, each had about a 25% chance and combined, uh, it's about a 10% chance of actually having, uh, you know, live twins from that, just from the first two. But the fact that they're both, um, you know, implanted and are started, uh, the chances of one have just jumped up really high. And the chances of having twins is pretty high too. 
Uh, so, you know, that, that is just the best news you could get. It really is. I'm so excited for them. The way she was talking is, you know, she kind of said she wasn't really ready for that or planning for that. And I thought, I think we all were. <laughs> I was ready for four or something. Well, it, yeah, it's, think... it's going to be difficult that she's uh, going to have to carry twins, though, right? I mean, you, you, you women, man, you, the shit you have to go through is crazy. All that plumbing and all the uh, <laughs> having to go through all that, the, you know, you've got a live thing growing in you. Of course, you have morning sickness. That that would make me puke, too. <laughs> you know, they talked about different things that uh, her, Jenna's aversions that she had. And I definitely had aversions to things that were so that made no sense, like the cabinets in our kitchen. In our old house, I couldn't be in the kitchen. I would have to run in and hold my breath to make whatever I was making and run out. And there was no smell there. It was just the smell of the wood made me want to barf. And I could not go into the kitchen. And that was just with my first um, kid. Even That's... certain words, like the word, the word mango. If I heard, and mangoes are so, they're still so big. But they were on the radio for everything was mango this and mango that. And I just wanted to barf. I'm like, turn it off. I can't hear it. That's crazy. It's funny. She stopped swearing this episode, and I was wondering if that maybe maybe she's feeling maternal already. Yeah, she didn't want it to to cross over into the fetuses. <laughs> I, well, I did wonder about that. Did you get any about that, Ray? Well, well, Greg is the nexus. If if Greg was there, the swearing would be on. But but she had uh, just Jenna and Al to keep her prim and proper, I guess. But she did she did swear, but just not as much. Yeah, she kept apologizing. And by the way, I totally missed Greg on the show. He needs to be back on. It's true. It's he's like at first, I think everyone was sort of wondering who he was, but uh, he's such an integral part of the conversation and the funny things he adds in. And it's such a balance. Like he's on the one end, and then obviously Jenna and Al are on the pretty much opposite end of the spectrum but it all works so perfectly it really does i i love him on the show i love the dynamics between all of them i'm just i guess i'm still in shock that they're having twins but um i know they said they're probably going to get help with you know obviously relatives and and whatnot but they might need a nanny and i'm just putting it out there that's what i did for a living for the past before i had kids (laughs) 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 if you need help i will drive out there because i just started taking care of another baby uh this week and i am pretty fucking tired but for them i would totally do that that'd be awesome i I saw the picture of the baby you're taking care of this was really cute oh she's so cute and she's one of my close friends six month old and having a baby in the house again is so weird and it's only two days a week but Twins. I don't know. I know they talked about people wanting twins. I remember wanting twins when I was a kid. And I think I even probably wanted them when I got pregnant. But then once I had one, I realized that it was a ridiculous desire. <laughs> I wanted twins, actually. Did you? Because I wanted, originally we were going to have three kids. So now with the difference in age between the first two, I hoped for twins on the second one. Because it would sort of knock out having three all at once yes but as as it turns out the the one that, that our daughter is uh she's a lot of person so it's, <laughs> she's it's good that there's not two of her <laughs> i love her to death obviously but uh two two of her would be uh, quite a bit yeah that's quite a difference so you have a 16 oh no what's the hmm. age range 10 year difference 10 year difference yeah that and if i had kids right now my kids would be about 12 and 11 years difference and that's just my friend whose kid I'm taking care of has a son that's 13 and I thought 
And she said, this is all, yeah, I'm doing it all over again and having to remember all these things. And I can't imagine having that much of a, a gap, but my kids are in love with this baby. So I know that it would be awesome, but I know that also I don't want my sleepless nights back. <laughs> I don't miss no. those at yeah. all. No, no. There's some good stuff. I mean, built in. You yeah. get like a built-in babysitter and uh, True. They're, they're, the fighting is not the same and stuff between siblings. But That's very true. I know my number, I wanted four kids. Uh, and so after I had two, I had two back-to-back and I thought, okay, I'll take a little break. And then we kind of just didn't talk about it again. And I thought, well, I think that's just not going to happen. I think the ship has sailed. So now that I'm, yeah. I'm 40, I don't want to have to try and deal with all that. <laughs> it's too much. Oh, well, it's... It's natural, right? Like you sort of feel, even no matter what you talk about, when you're in the moment, you feel, okay, this is right. This is, I feel complete or it just isn't going to work out right. this way. Very oh, true. Girls. So talking back about Mindy Cohen being on, um, I'm so excited for her about that. But I wanted to ask you, and first let me tell you my experience, but what, what I wanted to ask you, you can think about it, what you did if you met one of your idols if you have a story about that because i met allison rosen and i was the way that daniel was talking about like just trying to be cool like not cool like i'm i'm too cool to talk to you but i was trying to play it cool like i'm i don't want to be a freak i don't want to be i'm already backstage at at midnight meeting you and you're gracious enough to give us tickets to come on there megan and i and gracious enough to say come into my dressing room and you're meeting you know my husband and invading my space this stranger so I didn't want to overstep my bounds and be you know like Megan was grabbing every single thing in the room and like will you sign this I'll take your fruit I'll I'll take this sorry (laughs) Megan but you're awesome but you are super fan for a reason I was just like I'm gonna be cool but and there's so many things that you want to say but you don't and I also didn't want her to think that I thought well, that wasn't as great as I had hoped or anything. You know what I mean? Like there's that balance of you want to play it cool, but you don't want to be a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Have any of you met any of your idols? Mm, no. I think you guys just no. all <laughs> the same time. Do we harmonize? Yes. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I was a big sports fan. Uh, and my dad was a baseball writer. So uh, I don't know if you guys follow baseball at all. He worked sort of for the Toronto Blue Jays. So while I would watch them all the time, I would also go to the games and he would be around. uh, And basically it's like, all right, well, you come down after the game because I have to write and I was only five or six years old. And he'd be like, but you can't like, you can't ask for autographs. You can't because it's sort of an invasion of privacy. But he's like, just be cool. But of course watch these people play sports so like I didn't know how to be cool so I would start talking about regular life stuff which is almost too cool like it's <laughs> it's like yeah. treating them without the respect almost like it's like just and that was very awkward but after some time I sort of got used to that but then uh also I'm a fan of the band of monsters and men do you know them at no. all anybody okay I've They're, heard the name I haven't heard any of their stuff yeah, they had one sort of commercial hit on the radio a while ago, and they have a loyal following, but uh, they're not like big radio play band or anything. And so last year, when their tour started in Toronto, and me and my sister-in-law drove in and hung out beforehand and met them, and I totally fanned out. Uh, but then it turns out I'm friends with their sound engineer, 
So he got me backstage passes to a show just this past weekend with Florence and the Machine. So he, I was backstage and then it was back to that same thing where like, I'm not here because I'm a fan. I'm here because I'm a friends with this guy. Right. Like I'm brought to the musicians instead of being a fan that like hung out to wait to meet them at a time that they presented themselves. Right. You're like, I belong here, but you know, if you want to meet, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like, so I think there's two sides of it. There's the side where someone gets you in and then it's like, you can't fan out as much as you want to, or you don't feel like right. the, because you're coming into their space, the, the your idol space. And then there's the other kind where you hang out and wait to meet them or go to an autograph session or whatever. And I think then that's like, you should fan out because that's there. They've got their wall up, whatever it is, or maybe they don't have the wall, but like, that's that's what they're expecting out of people there. It sounds a lot like Daniel's experience meeting Sherilyn Fenn, where he's working there, she comes in, and I would lose my shit if I saw her too because I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan, but he's working there, so she has to talk to him, but then there's that idle time of like, well, you're not going to go, hey, can I have your autograph, and can I just, like you said, like fan out all over you, just, <laughs> you know, come here often? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> what do you say? I think it's like if you if you know you're going to be in that situation. Uh, I mean, obviously, Allison's a great interviewer, so if Mindy Cohn comes on the podcast, she'll be prepared, uh, and there will, I'm sure she'll have a fan out experience in the moment, being like, "I can't believe this is happening." Yes, but because she's so professional and has a lot of experience with interviewing people, she'll have a lengthy prepared, but. It's hard, like, even if you are like, all right, I might meet these people or this person, so I'm going to prepare a question or two. When you're in the moment, it's like a different thing, a different experience altogether. I agree. I wonder if she'll be able to be in the moment. And I wonder if it'll be in her house, because that's even more like Mindy Cone sat there. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I, and if I couldn't love Colonel Jeff anymore, how he meeting Mickey Dolans was one of his peak mm-hmm. <laughs> thing it's like oh yeah me too that would that would be i don't meet very many people i even living in california i guess i don't come to la enough i need to hang out where ray hangs out because apparently you can just go to the grocery store and run into people but yeah <laughs> I've, I've encountered numerous uh famous people but you know i wouldn't call them idols uh, right most of the people i see is like yeah i've seen you on that show <laughs> i don't know your name but uh yeah you've i've seen you in a commercial too but uh the the one mo- the most impressive thing was um eddie murphy oh. at the height of oh, his nice. eddie murphiness and, and like the right right when he left uh, Saturday Night Live, and he had Beverly Hills Cop. Come on, this was the 80s. Um, I was at a, a movie theater in um, right outside of UCLA, and um, I'm at the, the concession stand, and I, I kind of get bumped a little bit, and I look around, and it's and it's him with this impossibly gorgeous woman in, in, you know, in, his, in his leather jacket and in his leather pants and open down to his navel with a big gold medallion and I'm like, so low it key, was like <laughs> yeah super low key <laughs> yeah right i'm like whoa and, and he just kind of excuse me and then he just walked by and i'm like whoa eddie murphy just bumped into me i could make the news if i like just pushed him back <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man arrested for assaulting oh, eddie yes 
but you know, if I ever met Allison, I'd probably be the same way because she's, um, you know, she's not the most famous person in the world, but she lives in my head twice a week, right? You know, and, and, yeah. and then three so, times if you're talking about her on on this show, right? Right. And she does. So, live, yeah, you know, I would be. Kind, I think I would be kind of like, uh, uh hi, uh, a big fan. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. What I think it'd be a trifecta if I went to Sir for dinner and ran into her and Jenna. I would just like probably just implode, I guess. <laughs> um, I am planning a trip. I've got to. I, I, it's silly. It's totally frivolous and whatever. But um, I, one of my early child, not child, in my teenage years to to an early adult idols was Clive Barker, and I got to meet him. I got to be an extra in one of his movies and meet him and. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Whoa. What? what? <laughs> you don't see me in it, though, unfortunately. Apparently, I'm on the cutting room floor. But, yeah, I got to meet Clive Barker, and that was, like, one of my crowning moments as, you know, I just was in love with him. I, was, I collected all of his comics and love all his movies. Um, and then I almost got to meet David Lynch. I went to a Q&A with him, but I saw his hair coming first, and I was elbowing my friend. I'm like, I see his hair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was so exciting like it came over the edge and then I just stood there and just t- videotaped him just because he was just like David Lynch and he's 10 feet away from me and it was amazing but I did not get to meet him um, other than that I've run into people not idols Nicolas Cage at ba- uh, Babies R Us <laughs> and um, I didn't realize why everyone was acting so weird around me and I'm like can I just buy my stuff I'm pregnant I want to get out of here and he was buying like the whole store apparently and his hair was taking up more of the room than anything, but yeah. Any, I don't know. Any other idols? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. want to meet or have met. <laughs> Just have met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nothing. I know now that there's a lot of filming more in Canada, I, I bet there are a lot more star sightings up there, I guess, huh? Toronto, I think, has a somewhat L.A. experience in that there are people, or New York, like where there's, you'll see people around, but you're just supposed to it's like an unwritten thing where you just don't ask them for an autograph because everyone else is not doing that oh yeah so you just walk by them and sort of like acknowledge them this like there was a bakery that was pretty famous in toronto and i was waiting in line there one day and andre 3000 was sitting beside me (laughs) eating and i looked at him and he like nodded his head at me like yeah it's me just (laughs) but be cool right (laughs) and then so i just nodded back and that was like that was the whole exchange and then i just waited for my food because i could tell he was like listen man this place is packed just be like everyone else and just live your life Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of that that happens in toronto uh but i mean probably not as much as new york because it's not people don't live there as much as they film there but it's it does happen certainly I also, just side note, I like that Jenna was dishing on the Mighty Ducks actor who was kind of a disappointment on their live tweet, their live movie night tweet. Yeah, she was throwing some shade. Seriously. (laughs) So for Jenna's Backstreet Boys story, it is funny that, like, they, she saw him in, like, a barbecue restaurant. Like, of all the places to meet some, like, it would be weird to sort of maybe interrupt someone's dinner or something like that. But, like, I can imagine someone just, like, Digging into like some barbecue ribs, like Flintstone style, yes. and then having someone, hey, can I shake your hand? Can I get an autograph? Like, I, I guess so. Yeah, when I'm eating ribs, I want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In many I think ways. though, like, if you're Jenna, and that happens, like, how do you not 
you'd live the rest of your life saying like I never I never spoke to the person who I've fanned over forever like it just yeah yeah to do you it. have to I think even though you probably inside would know this might not be the moment or that this is a weird situation I think you just have to do it or I think I would anyway yeah I think it was super awesome that her dad was just like I got this I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go handle it for you <laughs> I still want to see the hashtag Al Facebook stalkers photo album <laughs> I know we talked about it before and I've never even tried to search it but I don't know. I don't want to. Get, I don't want to be mean to her or anything. But that's weird. It is super weird. But yeah, I I would be interested to see how how crazy this person is. Like, were they just going through a phase, or like, is this someone who's like? Because they talk about it, like Jenna and I'll talk about her. Like, like something's pretty wrong with this person. You're not even friends with him anymore on Facebook or in real life, and you have an album dedicated to him. That's yeah. very strange. Well, the good news is I don't think she's updating it anymore. <laughs> Hopefully not. All of a sudden you see there's like a baby in the picture. It's like no. Sammy's like, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> the picture's from the backyard. It's like <laughs> the, through the window. The, oh my gosh, it's that cat. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, kitty, because you're stalking me. <laughs> it's super weird. I want to look into it, but I don't because it, it does sound like she's sad and scary. But Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. I love that they're talking about gardens and chickens because I'm all about gardens. I've got tons of tomatoes and I've got all kinds of every tree you can think of. And we're taking out our grass and we're going to put raised beds everywhere. And I think I know they're in an apartment, but now that they're going to have two kids, they need a house. They need a little backyard. And I love that they want to have a garden and that they're even talking about. I was just like, everything was speaking to me today. I'm like, chickens, yes! I used to have chickens, and we're going to be getting them again, and I'm so excited about it. But I don't know. Do either of you or any of you garden or have chickens? I know, T.S., you probably definitely have chickens because you live in an apartment, right? Yeah, so I have a one-bedroom apartment, and I'm on the fourth floor. So you floor, only so have two? Needless to say, I have fewer than a dozen chickens. Like, yeah, I was guessing about four. <laughs> One of them's with the hooker in your trunk. No, <laughs> no you, would think, it, it, you would think in L.A. you wouldn't have many, uh, you know, poultry running around. But there's a neighbor who has a rooster that crows oh, at 5 a.m. every morning. That's it's obnoxious. And what what good's a rooster? They don't lay eggs. They do they're just be, they're, they're obnoxious. They're obnoxious. I, we, yeah, we had one of those, and we, we brought it right back to the store. Like, no, no. Trade it in. We need some eggs, please. Not whatever this thing's going to do. Well, it does but make I do eggs, grow vegetables. Just not directly. <laughs> yeah, but they're fertile eggs. I don't want. I don't want that mess. I don't. Do you live, uh, Toby? Do you have chickens? You're not what? allowed. Actually, we just had a city vote on that here. Really? People wanted them, but you're not allowed to have them. No. Whoa. Vote was struck down. I do have a garden, but it's more of a pre-Jenna having success with her garden. Garden. <laughs> Where the weeds win and the vegetables are uh, at a loss. But I every summer I go away for a couple of weeks. And that usually, even when my garden gets going, that kind of puts a dent in it. Because I can't control the everything while I'm yeah, gone. Yeah, that's, that's a super bummer. Like the end of August, early September around here, I'm like, I don't want to fucking go outside. And then all of a sudden I'm just, uh. yeah, the tomatoes are still ripen, but maybe it's not going to be as many. But see, I plant a lot. One year we planted like 20 different tomato plants. This year, we usually do about 10. Dang. And 
then we took our grass out on and part of our front yard and planted like nine trees. We want to have like a like fruit orchard out there, but we are trying to get a, a sprinkler system because I would let, like, this is what we do maybe once a week. We'll go into the backyard in the summertime or in spring. We'll have, we call it backyard dinner. So, okay, we're going to go out and pick like everything that we can find and like make dinner out of it. So it would be awesome to have chickens to add to the mix or whatever, but you know, the kids, that's like their favorite thing. Like, let's just go pick a bunch of stuff and we're going to make something. Uh, have you ever killed a chicken? I have. And it's horrible. And it was not yeah, to it's, eat. it's not good. It was for a science project in fifth grade. <laughs> really? Yeah. And wringing the neck and plucking it. Oh, but my luckily my grandpa yeah, gutted sw- it for you, me. You grab the head and you like swing it around to yes. snap its neck. And then... And then you hang it upside down, and then you cut the head off, and all the blood comes out. It was you, you yeah. plucked it after, right? Right. No, well, I'm kind of a, a mean person. Sure. <laughs> I like to torment chickens. Human centipede type situation. <laughs> oh God! Uh, uh, by the way, I got a D on that project. That poor chicken died for oh. <laughs> in vain. <laughs> um. Yeah, Ray. Do you? I don't even know. Do you live in an apartment? Or do you live in a house? I, I I've got a house, and and on my back deck, I've got um. Uh, tomatoes and a bell pepper plant in, in pots and in, in big right. pots. See, I can't do pots. I just they, they don't. It doesn't work for me. I can't do it. I. You have to have big ones for one thing. But, but my soil is well. So, I do, like, but we're hard. talking about I'm, gardening, so. Oh. It, it's on, I'm, on, <laughs> I'm on the side of a hill, and it's like bedrock, oh. and you you need a pickaxe to oh, shovel. Nice. So I, I, the, the pots work out good for me, though. And I cannot keep anything alive in pots. I don't know what it is. I just not. You got. You got to. You got to stay on it, water it, fertilize yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's the first water time. it every day, especially tomatoes. And we do. Uh, we compost. We have a couple of composters, and so all of our kitchen scraps goes back into the yard, which is awesome too. And it's at our old house. We were much more. We could eat a lot more food out of the yard. Now we're just still. I and mean, we've lived here for four years, so I'm still trying to navigate our way around because it's just a weird yard. And whatever. But anyways, I'm excited to get chickens. And I hope that they do because... And I don't even know if we're allowed to have them. We just got them. <laughs> we just give the neighbors a lot of eggs so they don't complain. Moving on to the the iTunes comment. Um, was it very weird to you guys listening to it? It was pretty weird. I, was... I didn't believe it. Uh, was he really in Vegas? Or was he just... Uh, no, not, just not, not in Vegas. <laughs> no. Greg, by the way, I did like Greg's message a lot. Yes. The EDM festival. <laughs> he is so funny. And so he doesn't know that they're having twins either because he didn't say anything about it. Or maybe he does and whatever. But Yeah, she might have texted him or something. Yeah. Hey, it's two. But, you know, the iTunes comment of the week was like, uh, I don't know if it was weirdly written or ESL. It was or hard like, to I follow. Yeah. It was weird. And apparently it was tiny text, too, which probably yeah. didn't help. Yeah, that's. That's being generous to the person. No, I'm just kidding. I hope they don't listen. Uh. <laughs> no, but it's nice that they sent a nice comment. It was just very, um, it was manic. It was like, uh, what's his face? What's his, what's the guy that who was uh. like, Ben Hoffman? Oh, oh, did Ben Hoffman leave that thing? Holy crap. <laughs> ben Hoffman or Ben Glebe? Ben Hoffman. Okay. Wheeler Walker. Have you guys ever left an iTunes comment? Yes. I never have. And I got it uh, right when we started this show, maybe a month into JMO Patrol. I sent it in, and I it was before like the 
the, the regime change. So it was, you know, I think it was, no, maybe it was yeah. right after. I'm sorry. It was right after it. That's when I sent it in and I got one read and it was like, yay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really should do that. It's on my to-do list. It is. I was like, how comment. come I haven't put a, any five? I've been listening to you for how long? And I did them and Sorry Not Sorry on the same day. And I thought, I've been listening for this long for free. And I have nothing, you know, not even thanked you. So, you know, had to throw that out there. So I, I, I did. Have either of you done iTunes comments? Uh, I did. I I hate iTunes because it's shitty and terrible. I don't know if it's just the Windows version or whatever, but anyway, yeah, I did. I braved. I'm a, I'm a hero because I did. <laughs> I did install iTunes and then leave a five star review and then, and then, and then install it. Yeah. <laughs> Toby, what about you? No, I haven't. I I think I like tried to leave a like I clicked five stars and then my computer froze or something. Uh, and when I went back, it was like you already rated this podcast or something. You're like son and of I, a. I, yeah, I couldn't figure out how to. How to redo it. All right. So the two of you tonight, that's your homework. Anybody listening, that's what you need to do. Leave a five star. Even if you don't leave a message, five star. Yeah. And it is, it does help the show because iTunes, they, they have a weird rating system where they, they take into account like new downloads and new reviews and stuff like that. So five star reviews actually do help the show. That's why, you know, podcasters ask for them. Definitely. I, it's totally, so you don't listen on iTunes. Okay. We need to, we need to talk about that more because I want to know what people are listening on. I have a hard time putting it on iTunes as it is. I put it on SoundCloud, but I know that other people listen through podcast apps and somehow it gets there. So I don't know how, but, um, maybe we'll talk after. Um, yeah. So, okay. I did some math on when Allison is due and she has not said this and I don't know why, but I think she's due January 29th, 2017 ish. If I'm, if my math is correct. So, we can all so that's about 15 days after my birthday so mm. um, oh, wouldn't it be more like march march isn't she five weeks pregnant or would she be like six oh, weeks maybe, pregnant uh, now okay maybe not and see okay. the thing is is last yeah. week she said she was five weeks but i don't know when she recorded that episode so then i was and, and if if she does have twins don't they come a little early probably yeah and it might be a yeah. couple weeks early or a month she early. might have to have a she might have to have a C-section too, right? Woof. Yeah. It's good to get two out of the way then. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I do. I did relate to what Daniel was saying about sort of freaking out about the fact that you're having twins because you you just sort of doubled everything you were thinking about or expecting to happen. Especially because you're planning on you're planning on having kids, but their main focus is getting pregnant. They yeah. are only thinking about that. And you can't prepare for the moment that you're like, oh, guess what? It's worked. <laughs> All of these things that you've been doing, that's not the whole thing. You're actually pregnant now. Like, that's the thing. So, and then for it to be two, I, I can imagine being shocked just that, oh, this is real. <laughs> yeah. It's good in a way, I suppose, because they will not have to go, if they wanted two kids, I don't know how many they want, but that if they won't have to go through this process again. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I think Allison does want at least two. I don't know. I'm not sure about Daniel, but <laughs> I, uh, well, he did promise twins. to leave. Yeah. I wanted two at least minimal minimum. I always get two of everything. They talk about not having two cats, two dogs. I always get them two at a time and they always, it, it's a buffer. It's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's much better. Sorry, Ray. Yeah, so I'm happy with my one daughter and I know, my one I think cat. Yours is worth more than one. I think that's goes without saying. Oh, I think so. I think <laughs> it so. sounds like it. 
Um, so Jenna is now, okay, so first of all, she kind of watched Vanderpump Rules, but now she's obsessed with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which that was my original. That's where, you know, I, my whole mania started, but I think it's pretty funny that that's all you have to do though. You do just have to binge watch something for a weekend and then all of a sudden you're obsessed. (laughs) I have no input. I know. I'm preaching (laughs) to the choir here, right? Guys? (laughs) Uh, If you did watch, you're like, no, I don't know. Never heard of it. What? That's okay. I'm not going to make you guys talk about it. I just like that she's obsessed with it because now Allison needs to go watch that and they can have something to talk about. And I do. I have not not seen any of the housewife shows. I do wonder what the appeal is. It's ridiculous. There is no appeal. I don't know what it is either. I don't know. And I'm not above watching these uh, reality shows, but uh, I just don't have any interest. I don't know if it because it started with Laguna Hills, which when I was a nanny, I took care of some kids that went to the school with those people at the same time that they were filming it. So it was just something that was in my, you know, neighborhood or in, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, oh, I kind of want to see what their lives are up to. And they're in all these houses that I've either been to or seen or the school or whatever. And then it kind of moved on to the housewives, which housewives of Orange County or whichever one was first. I thought, and I really thought since I am a housewife, I was like, ooh, there's going to be real housewives that finally our story's going to be out there. And then I see it. I'm like, oh, you sons yeah, of bitches. Right. They're <laughs> the real, real housewives. Real. And yeah, in the sense that, you know, like amateur porn or, you know what I mean? Right. Like not real housewives. Real rich housewives. Right. And they don't take care of houses by any means. Yeah. I, I actually probably took care of houses like that when I was a nanny. I enjoyed the houses more than the people that lived in it because I was there taking care of their kids or cleaning the house or whatever, you know, that was the help. So, but I still got to enjoy their, everything, their private beach and their golf cart. But sweet. Anyway, I think that's really what it was. It got me started watching it. And then once you watch it, you, I don't know, but it gave me anxiety and I did stress me out, but I still wanted to watch it. I don't know why it's ridiculous, but speaking of ridiculous, let's talk about keeping friends for too long. Hi, Brittany. We love you. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Brittany I, do, you robot. I don't, yeah, I do don't know that you're a real person, but uh, nice to meet you. Well, I actually have met you because you're Lisa. All right. <laughs> Toby, I don't know if you know what we're talking about, but but Brittany is one of my close friends that listens, and I'm pretty much mentioned her on every episode. So. Oh, wonderful! I, I love <laughs> the Kanye Twitch thing. <laughs> Kanye Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was rad. <laughs> That was a, that was awesome. Yeah, love you, Brittany. Okay, so someone sent in a question about keeping friends that are toxic, which I am number one for doing that. I've done. I, she's smart for even thinking about getting out of it this early in her life. I've kept negative, toxic relationships for more than twenty years, where it's like, oh my gosh, this person has is dragging me down, and I'm happier when I'm away from them. There's a problem here, so. I think they gave good advice there. I don't know if you guys have the same problem or if you can just kind of. Um, I just think um, I, I hate to sound sexist, but it, it, it sounds more like a girl thing than a guy thing. As far as, um, you know, you, if you're friends with that person, then you can't be friends with me. Yes. I don't like that person. Ugh. It just seems very catty. And um, I don't see too many dudes saying that. That's and true. I, I might be wrong, but um, I've never encountered it, really. That's very it's a very insecure 
generally my, woman thing. I agree. And I think that's why my, my daughter has, and she, she's kind of has that thing right now where one of her friends doesn't like one of her other friends and all that drama. Yep. <laughs> my daughter's Get going through, through the same thing where her best friend doesn't like it when she's starting to become friends with other people. And I just had to start telling her, you know, you can't just have, you know, you can't let her control you. I don't want to see you dealing. She's a good friend, though. She's actually a nice person. But but being possessive of you and controlling you, that's not a good friend. So I'm having to teach her that early on, which. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a reason why I usually have guy friends, because it's a lot easier. Yeah, definitely kind of girl. Not not completely girl stuff, but it, it is uh, it leans that direction. Um, but I don't know. I think a, a lot of people. At some point, they realize they don't like their friends that much. Like, they're, they're friends because they grew up together in the same neighborhood and went to the same schools and everything. But right. sooner or later, they just wake up one day and like, this this person, we don't get along and I don't like this person, so why are we hanging out? And, yeah. Yeah. I've even had friends that were, you know, couples. And once they had kids, you know, their parenting styles were so different than ours that it was like, well, I don't really want to hang out with you anymore. Like, oh, yeah. It's just, it's. At it. Yeah, they're just not, you just find out, you know what, they didn't really grow up, they still want to be, like, too cool, and like, or they say things about your kids that are kind of weird, like, they say, oh, well, your son is different, so I had to explain that to my son, like, someone actually told me that, <laughs> or, like, come again, like, what are you saying, he's different, okay, because he wants to be friends with boys and girls, okay, got it, that's, whatever, but. Uh, the person... Her name was Candace, who did write the letter, was, I don't know, it seemed like she'd kind of already made the decision, because she yeah. was, like, in the tone of the letter, it was already kind of, like, angry at them for, you know, X, Y, or Z, and she just wanted, she did that thing where she wanted permission to do what she kind of wanted to do anyway. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. It's, it, it is, like, maybe she just wanted, maybe her friends listen, and she's like, oh, well... <laughs> See? Oh, that would be that's beautifully <laughs> passive aggressive if you have someone yes. someone read a note that you wrote about the person that you know is listening. <laughs> that's totally that's so something I would have done. But I do, you know, what they talked about in the old Thursday game where you just kind of like let things kind of like just fade away. You just kind of well, I just stop talking to that person, and I'm not going to confront them and say anything. It's just yeah, see ya. But I don't know. I I don't like to confront and be. I don't need a combat and i know people aren't going to change no matter what i say to them so just we're two different people and let's just not talk about it <laughs> goodbye um let's see um a couple things um i'm already tired of the dog song there's too much poop on the butt i mean she could have just went you know you're a dog 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 with poop on your butt and that would have been it. Yes. And that would have, that would have been perfect. But now it's like, you know, she's getting like eight poops on the butt per, what, 10 seconds. It's not special it's anymore. It's like, uh, all right, you're, you're, you're trying to give what we want, but uh, come on, man. It's it's And it's still a little long because of all the poop on the butt. That's just my opinion. <laughs> I have to agree. <laughs> getting to the real issues. Yeah, we have to dig deep here. <laughs> oh, and, and 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 do you think that um, uh, Daniel saying that I like anise flavor is? is oh yes, girl. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time I was like, first of all, of course, I in my mind I'm like anus, okay. And but we grow fennel, and I think, oh, my kids, you know, pick it and they chew on it and stuff. And then Jenna and Al were both like, <laughs> like really, you guys are the ones laughing more immature. I love it. <laughs> Well, I, they generally what do you think have of those, people. 
Yeah, they have people to like say the things that they're thinking right. for them. So <laughs> nobody said it. So they were just sort of probably just looking at each other, waiting for someone to to state the obvious. Speaking of that, I have a great clip that was sent to me by a listener of of both of their shows of Sorry Not Sorry and ARIYMBF and this show, uh, J underscore Inslee. And this would be a good place to put it in there. So Hi, everybody. I'm Jay Inslee at J underscore Inslee on the tweets. I'm taking a little break from my ARIYNBF Photoshop memes to share with you some exclusive audio I've recently uncovered. Some of you might call it inappropriate editing, but whatever. We all know that Jenna Kim Jones is not a cursor. However, through the magic of wasting my time and computers, we can almost make this happen. I call it, Hello, Potty Mouth Jones. Listen carefully as Jenna talks about her trees. And uh, we have an avocado tree. Oh, yeah. Wow. Huge avocado tree. Money tree. Two fig trees, a persimmon tree, and a lemon tree. Whoa. Not good, right? Next, this is a little bit more understandable because during the time, Jenna still had little Sammy in her belly when she was talking about her love for dancing. I love to tap dance, so... Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, she does. I... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I wish I can't fit my feet into my tap shoes right now. Dang it. To wrap up this silly segment, some people say that you can't improve upon perfection. And we all know that George Lucas tried this. And so I call this last one, Make It Worst Rob, Special Edition. Really? That's what you're going to say to your girlfriend? You know when you're upset, you're upset. You are such a piece of <laughs> Rob. You're such an arrogant for, for what? For telling you when you argue you're emotional? Like every other female on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Make it worse, Rob. Make it worse. You are such an f-ing idiot. Wow. I didn't know that, quote, you get oh, emotional. You're such an idiot. I didn't know that was such an awful thing to say when you, you argue. Don't, you don't You don't think? You're going to tell me that I don't think, Rob? Oh, you are so stupid. You just said you don't think. I said, quote, you get emotional. Shut up! You just... (laughs) Maybe next time you should think instead of speaking, Kristen. That's what you just said. Don't reword. Don't get abrasive. You said you don't think when you argue, Kristen. You're not thinking. Kristen, you get emotional. You get emotional. Did you not say those words? Did you not say those words? Did you not say that? Yes or no? I told you. You are... Lying right now. <laughs> I told you, you stop thinking and you, quote, let your emotions take over, end quote. That is exactly what I said. You stop thinking and you let your emotions oh, So in other take words, over. I don't think when I argue. No, you let your emotions guide your thinking. That is what it means. Nice paraphrasing them after the fact, you idiot. That is exactly it. No, you don't get to say that I don't think and then get away with paraphrasing it right now. You stop. I am not going to stop it. You don't get to sit there and insult me. No, this is not how it works. 
There is no cursing, cussing, swearing, or any bad words spoken in this segment. Any negative reflection of Jenna Kim Jones or the JKJ brand, including the hashtag gal, was purely for childish entertainment only. If you were offended at all, hashtag sorry not sorry, smiley face. You guys will hear it afterwards. It's pretty cool. He made it for, and it's actually about uh, Jenna, so it's perfect. Um, anyways, okay, Ray, go ahead. Uh, those Oreos sounded gross. Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't want. I don't. I don't really like regular Oreos. If you crumble them on ice cream, it's kind of cool. But um, by themselves, nah. The and, and everything else that they tried is like it just sounds chemically fake like mango Oreos. Ugh. That sounds nasty to me. What do you think? I do too. It's so funny that she said the blueberry Oreo smelled like strawberry shortcake dolls because I totally grew up with that doll. And that smell is so, it, it's one of those smells that we talked about on, on the other show where it takes you back to that time. That is, that smell would take me back, but I'm not going to buy it for that smell. Any of you guys like special, I do like the thin mint Oreos. I tried those and they're super good, but they're, they're, they're Oreos. They're horrible for you. Like, no, stop. <laughs> right. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna blow my carb load, I'm not gonna do it with Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> TS, you like Oreos? Uh, no. I mean, they're okay, but I, eh, like, yeah, like Ray said, I I would probably choose something else. Yeah. What about you, Toby? He's like, I'm a uh, huge or- Oreo fan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my no. name is Toby Oreo. Uh, this <laughs> yeah. is my family. Toby Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys are taking down my family's legacy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, You've all this uh, out. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Oreos are okay. I, I don't. I don't need animal products, and they're one of the cookies I can eat that are in-store cookies. Uh, so for that, they're good. But uh, another thing is here in Canada, we don't get as many. Flavor like all of the things they listed in terms of special Oreo flavors are not here, mm. uh, so we don't get that. When I go over to the states, and I don't, I don't live that far from the border, so it's uh, I do get over sometimes. I will buy all that kind of crap just to try it because we don't have it in stores here. But generally, we have plain and mint, and then double stuff, and uh, one called s'mores, mm. and that's about it. Yeah, but Canada has the better beer. You ship like the crappy Labats and the crappy Molson to us, and and you have like the the, the cool Canadian private stock up there. That's what I noticed. Like <laughs> it's good beer, definitely. And the poutine. I, I love Labatt. Poutine, yeah. During the iTunes comment of the week, hashtag L said uh, something was hella uncomfortable. I enjoyed that quite a bit. <laughs> I oh. wonder if that'll be a, a drop. I hope so. <laughs> and, I, was... and Colonel Jeff had a few good drops this on this episode, but there's no way they're going to be them because he's the one that does it. I'm like, no. If yeah, you capture them that bothers me them. sometimes, actually. Yeah. I think you have when to send them to Al. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, hashtag Al knows DJing pretty well. I think yeah. from for someone who doesn't know anything about it, he had a pretty good description of what goes on. I think. Yes. Yes, he he doesn't cease to amaze with all the things he knows. <laughs> and even Jenna was like, well, he doesn't know anything about DJing. Well, yeah, he does. <laughs> Some. And he did it. It was enough. <laughs> oh, so I don't have a garden or anything like that. But I recently, like only a couple of months ago, like I discovered that baking is like a thing you can actually do. Like <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know you could like make your own bread without like a fancy bread maker or something from the Food Network. You can just throw flour and stuff together and it works i love that you do that that is awesome yeah and like you can like 
uh, little known fact, if you throw like flour and eggs and sugar and milk together, you can make a cake. Whoa. <laughs> I know this is high tech. Uh, I'll explain it again later at the end of the episode. But <laughs> no, it's just as someone who didn't do any baking at all, like my mom would bake, you know, desserts and stuff for holidays and everything. I just, I just, I never got into baking and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool, you guys. What is this alchemy of which you speak when you take <laughs> He's a wizard. And, and combine them and make cake? You mean that they just don't grow in the store? Yeah, I mean, I you can you can get them from the store, but it turns out if you get other stuff from the store, you can then make the stuff that you would get from the store. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Our next food networks are happening here. All right, well, it's just going to be like bread and cakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be pizza dough. That's about it. I just like just had a visual of you as a Swedish chef making cakes in your kitchen right now on the fourth floor of your Sacramento apartment. It's rad. Ersky Bersky. Uh, I have down here that people kept saying the word pivot a lot on this episode. Does it? Just mirror everyone. Does that make you think of the Friends episode? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I couldn't believe that nobody referenced that because I heard the word pivot like four or five times. And I was like, how is nobody saying that? <laughs> because it just makes me think of that one episode of Friends. And I'm yes. glad someone else thinks the same thing. Pivot. <laughs> pivot. <laughs> You know what else they said? They said flying too close to the sun. Yes. Like yeah. they mentioned, it, like both the Monday episode and the Thursday episode, it came up both at like the beginning of the episode. It was kind of weird. You're right. They both said had an Icarus reference. And actually, Adam DM'd me tonight about that too. Not about that, but he said, don't fly too close. He said, I flew too close to the sun. Anyways, side note, but it's funny. I wonder if it has to do with hearing it on the episode or if he just randomly said that. Uh, there was an iTunes comment from someone from Canada about CJEP, and Allison sort of said maybe that's a Canadian thing, but as far as I know, it is not. Oh, we have, okay, you heard it here, folks. Oh my gosh, you heard it here first. Um, we have an authority on the subject, so it's not Canadian. Well, maybe it's a Quebec thing, which kind of separates it from the rest of Canada. That's right. It also could be like a, a short form of some job or something that I just am unaware of that is a Canadian thing, but that's well, not something that the, I know the about. The acronym begins with C, so I'm going to guess that's Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How funny if it, if this was actually your iTunes coming the weekend, I totally bagged on it. You're like, yeah, I've never sent one in. I'm planning on doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that person who wrote that letter was a real asshole, right, guys? Ah, <laughs> right, uh, totally. Should we talk about the Monday episode? Let's. All right. Let's talk about the Monday episode. Dave Holmes returns. Uh, apparently, he's steeped in pop pop culture. Author of Party of One. Um, the first fifteen minutes, they talked about Vanderpump Rules, and he's yes, never seen did. an episode. <laughs> but he kept up pretty well, I have to yeah. say. <laughs> His uh, reason for not wanting to watch it is he spends a lot of time avoiding cocaine pe- people, which. I couldn't agree more. That is being around people who do cocaine is one of the most annoying things. Unless you're doing it yourself, then whatever, it's the most. Agree, fun thing. totally agree, <laughs> totally agree. So, Lisa, um, as someone who's watched the show, do they seem like cocaine people? They don't. They seem like uh, like uh, they're all in lewds or something, like mouth breathing, <laughs> modelly types that are just like, uh, like I don't even know how they go to work, really. They just seem like they can't even... I don't know how they run their own lives. They just seem kind of... 
lobotomized. <laughs> Maybe but, that's the, the champers for Brecky. <laughs> yes. Oh, and like he said, he said, you know, they're famous for whatever drinks Allison said. And then the pump teeny and the yes. strawberry. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's disgusting. Um, yeah. And he said, you know, those drinks aren't good. And I've seen some episodes where people send them back because they're, you know, Jack's can't find his way out of his own asshole. So there's no way he can make a drink. Right. It's just his look. And there were actually if they've seen the show enough. There was talk about him doing cocaine and having a problem with it, not just the partying, but when he had his nose job, that whole episode, they were all kind of like, oh, I wonder what he, you know, why he really is getting it. Maybe he, you know, there were a lot more cocaine references then, which I don't know, maybe, but it doesn't seem like it. They're not very, they're just a bunch of entitled assholes. (laughs) I don't know the show at all actually i don't even know if we have it here but i from what i understand pretty much the entire service industry from restaurants and hotels is pretty much fueled by cocaine so it wouldn't surprise me interesting yeah it's that's a shitty drug it it, it, it's not worth it so (laughs) not and i i gave it every chance for (laughs) addict me (laughs) You'll come to me, cocaine. And I was like, this is a waste. It's not even fun. No, like he said, you have to be every 10 minutes. It's like, this is the best thing ever. Okay, anymore. This is the best thing ever. Uh, And yeah, I am always surprised when I found out some of my friends, you know, still maybe do it once in a while. But I'm shocked by it. And they probably don't think to mention it to me. because, But they're not cocaine people. They don't seem like it. That's why I'm so like naive when it comes to drugs. And I have tried it before, but. Um, it was not my thing at all. I don't. I don't understand it. There's much, many more fun things out there to do than that. But it's not something that I surround myself with for sure. <laughs> so then he talked about being the need to be part of a group or on a team, like to fit in. And I know, especially like Allison and the way I was when I was a kid, and in my teen years, and the way a lot of people are when they're not, you know, popular. <laughs> Which even popular people, they have to deal with their own whatever because they have to keep up something. But being trying to be in a group and trying to be something that you're not or just never fitting in or being pigeonholed into something or being labeled something, which I was like such a fucking nerd, like just the worst. And I wanted nothing more than to be popular. But now that I'm older and see it from my side of it. I just wish that I would have just been myself and not so shy and just embraced who I was and had that confidence, but I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that was a really astute observation um, as far as, you know, that that the certain type of gay who's who's finally accepted into a community so he's all about that community. Or maybe the unpopular uh, kid in high school joined a frat. Now he's all about the frat. Yes. The both Brian type. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, mean, I never thought of it before but it's true it's like you know if you're an outsider then you get accepted by something you're really into that something um with me it was it was punk rock in high school but um i i listened to that and now it's like most of that music's really shitty <laughs> well, what, what did i what did i even see in that you're all three chords what the hell <laughs> well i i think the allure was i could play it Right, right. That's true. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I look back and I was like, yeah, it was, it was because um, 
before then, I was, I'm, you know, kind of mildly autistic Asperger's on that spectrum. Not much, but um, I was always, you know, socially awkward. I, I didn't, I wanted friends. I didn't really know how to do it. Um, but uh, these degenerates accepted me as one of their own. <laughs> You would have been in my group, the misfits in the back that didn't fit into any group. Um, yeah, so, so that's probably why I kind of gravitated to it. I, mean, I never really thought about it until this episode, so it was yeah. it was really astute. Yeah, I was going to say a more extreme example would be like actual cults and stuff that people get into, where yes, uh, people you know people who don't feel like they belong and don't have anything find somewhere where they belong and they become like evangelical about it. It becomes like their whole thing that's like corolla tarts <laughs> well hey. yeah, i mean if, evangelical is a good uh, example too yeah, um, sure. it, you know for for people that were probably awkward they latch on to their religion and now they find other like-minded people and uh, now they're all you know super serious about you know their faith it yeah. might be just because they were um you know they were outcasts and now they're in casts Right, and your your head gets cloudy when you're so steeped in your own BS. You know, it's just you're only surrounded by that. Instead of seeing outside, you're just that's all you see, and then it just gets more and more and grows. And yeah, ugh, that a cult. That's a perfect, the extreme example. Oh, uh, there's a show by the way on Hulu called yeah, The Path, sure. which is about a cult. What's which it is called? Actually, the Path. The it path. stars a. Uh, What's his name? Oh, yeah. Aaron uh, Paul, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good show. Everyone should check it out. But also, uh, on a similar, well, a quasi-similar note, there is, like, even, not Jonah Ray. What's the other guy? The guy who lost a, thank you, Matt Myra, and also uh, Mike Schmidt. Even people who lose a crazy amount of weight, those guys both talked about their sort of uh, antipathy towards overweight people after losing a bunch of weight. And they sort of switched groups, and now they're sort of, in the good group and now they will look at look back at people who are in the bad group and you know have negative feelings about them it is weird how that happens because sometimes you turn around and you want to be i'm going to help you and then there's the other ones that just flip over to the other side and all of a sudden can't remember what it was like being that person or something yeah i think maybe they don't know they think that they're trying to help but are actually just don't know what to do other than telling them or they see themselves and don't like that I guess. Yes, that's probably yeah, it. That's exactly it, probably. Totally. Yeah, and they talked about, um, you know, he was talking about being part of a group and being at school and how boys have to be a certain way. And they were talking about, do you know, do kids police each other? And they certainly do. I'm dealing with it now, and I'm sure, Toby, you have, and I'm sure, Ray, you have with the other kids at school. And, you know, they pretty much set the stage of, like, you need to be in this group or you need to be in that group or you're this because you're not in this group, but it all starts from the parents. It's a learned behavior. You see the parents acting the same way. I go to the school and people I've met for the past uh, five years that the kids have been going there, six years. And they look at me and look the other way. Like they've never met me before. And it's like, cool. No wonder your kid is a giant piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely see a lot of that. And it's sort of, I mean, we don't, we don't have a lot of patience as parents, I guess, or my wife and I, I mean, but I think it's in a good way in that we don't, we don't lie. We don't, when she asks a question, it's very, okay, well, what do you want to know? This is what that means. 
this is, uh, you know, like right now she lost some teeth and before she lost her first tooth, she sort of figured out the tooth fairy wasn't real. I was like, no. So we're like, but do you want to like, do you want to still follow that story? Like, are you afraid of losing money <laughs> because <laughs> you don't believe in it? Like, you like, you know, whatever the case is. But I think I, for me anyway, I see that a lot of her peers just don't like their parents aren't involved in mm-hmm. them as people until it's too late. You know, like they'll say, Oh, her manners are good. Like when did you start that? It's like, Oh, day one. Like, right. 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 Before, like before they can talk, you say, thank you, mommy, or, you know, whatever. And then like, as time goes, but you don't see that with as much with some other kids sometimes. And then you have to explain it to your own kid. Like, yeah, that's the parents didn't put in that effort. Yep. I've had that conversation a million times and especially with just people before they went to school that I would say, you know, we would say hi to people on the street if we were taking a walk and they would ignore us. And I'd say, well, their parents didn't, didn't raise them. Right. And I just started that from the beginning just to be a good person and to be, you know, and my kids, they're friends with all the good kids at school, which is just like, okay, thank God. First for right now, I'm doing okay. You know, and they see the bad kids and the, the ones that are kind of grouping off and they don't want to be a part of that. Although they, they do have that, um, Kind of, they're starting to see that not obsession with like the popular people, but they they all are noticing it. Does that make sense? Like it's a thing. Yeah, I could see that. Where they don't want to be bad kids, they kind of want to be. They might. They don't say they want to be part of that group, but they're 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 talking about it. It's like it's taking space up in their brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like a coolness to it, mm-hmm. almost even if you, no matter how hard you explain, like oh, it's not cool. Like when you become an adult, that all that stuff just makes uncool people it just in the moment i think can be cool if that definitely makes sense. i've taught i've already taught them about peaking in fifth grade <laughs> and they'll yeah. say oh it's all downhill from here <laughs> yeah exactly. so look at macaulay culkin look at what happened it look at jonathan <laughs> lipnicki i think he might be dead actually i don't know yeah well so. <laughs> <laughs> i rest my case your honor <laughs> uh, and his story about coming out and living with having you know being gay being gay now is so different. Not that it maybe is any, it's probably easier in a different way, but it's still going to be hard. It's still, you know, coming out with yourself is the biggest thing. You know, a lot of times everyone knows, but you, but you know, everyone's waiting for that moment. And, but just how, I don't know the way he talked about it. I really felt how he felt going through that. And I've never, I mean, listening to Megan's episode on mental and his happy hour. And she kind of, you know, all the stuff that she had to go through and you really like feel it and hear it. And it's just, it's, I I can't imagine having to go through all that plus uh, puberty. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. I literally just listened to that episode again yesterday. Really? Yep. That's so cool. Megan, we love you. See, there's a, I don't know what other podcasts you, you all listen to, but there was a really good episode of comedy bang bang a couple of years ago with Todd glass and James Adomian. Uh, and that show is generally really silly and sort of pretty, like, it's it's all false. Like, there's no no real part to it. Oh. But in that episode, the first 40 minutes, we're talking about Todd Glass is older. They're both gay, James Adomian and Todd Glass. And he basically asked James Adomian, like, how did you do, how did you do that, live a life where you were out the whole time? Because Todd Glass didn't. He only came out, like, semi-recently. So hearing... These two comedians who both are in the same community, one who really struggled with what it was like 
coming out and hiding it. And then a, a younger one sort of in a, not a full generation later, but like a, maybe a half generation later, who lived out his whole time. And that's part of his, part of his comedy, part of his life in a different way. And so like, it was a real left turn for the show, but it was very good. Yeah, I was listening to uh, another episode of the Mental Illness Happy Hour with Guy Branum is his name, who's a, he's gay and I think he's a stand-up. I think he's also a writer, but he talked about the sort of um, he grew up not too far from us, kind of. He's I think Fresno, something like that. Depending on where you grow up, you can grow up in a place where it's just super not acceptable to be that way. And he talked about just the having to lie about things, just mm. just getting used to having to lie to people about who you are in order to feel safe. And it made me remember something I think it was Todd Glass said about whenever someone would talk about hot chicks and they'd ask him, you know, who was hot, he would just say, like, Pamela Anderson. He would he would give, like, <laughs> yeah. the most generic hot chick answer. <laughs> He's all barbed wire. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really great, you know, that Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Pamela Anderson. Yeah. She's got um, large breasts, I think. Right, yeah. we like yeah. this, right, guys? I bet her vagina goes all the way to the top, guys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like uh, Dave Holmes trying to do sports, you know, the way he kind of described yeah. it. Where it's just kind of like, I need to be like whatever guys are supposed to be into. And sports, yay, teamies. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, sports. <laughs> the the girl, my friend who I'm taking care of, the baby, her son's school, they live in Long Beach, which has a huge gay community. And uh, at their school, they're, uh, I guess, they're, they're just allowed to choose if they want to be a boy or a girl now. They're just, it's, and that the way I word it is not exactly what I'm trying to say, but when you come to school, like you just get to say what you want. Like you can go into this restroom or that restroom and you're a boy or a girl, whatever you identify with. And that's, it's so different. It's like school. You know what I mean? Oh like totally crazy. You know, it's funny. Um, 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 my wife, I mean, um, uh, Stephanie, my daughter's, um, her class just, um, well, they broke, they just broke for summer, but, um, before that they had to do a dance and in, in, in front of the school and uh, she was showing me this and she's, you know, she's got my, and, and she's showing me the dance as she had to dance with this guy. And I was just kind of half teasing her going, you have to put your arms around this guy. What, what's this all about? And she's like, Oh, daddy's gay. Come on. <laughs> Duh, dad, God. I'm like, I'm like, um, yeah, but still, you know, I, I didn't know what to say to that. Being straight is so nasty, dad. <laughs> oh, please, daddy's gay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, that is so different from when I went to high school. Um, you, you, you kind of knew who was the gay guy. You know, he had no guy friends. He just hung out with girls and stuff. And he, and he liked to dance and all that stuff. But he never came out and said, hey, I'm gay. I like boys. No, he it was just kind of understood. Yes. And, yeah. and and it was probably really hard for these guys, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Um, girls, I, I, I don't even know if we had any. Uh, we probably did have lesbians, but I, you didn't know about it. No, there were only the shock no. value lesbians. There weren't. I, I didn't know any real ones. <clears throat> the ones I think made out of what? parties. The shock value lesbians. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah those don't, perhaps some those don't even count. No. 
What, I Toby? Have to wonder if some of them hid behind that. Oh, interesting. Like, too, because they were afraid of the yeah. real. Like, I remember there was a, a girl who was by at my high school, and it was like everyone knew that she had been with a girl and a boy both separately and at the same time. And it was like the biggest deal in the whole world. But like, <laughs> really, she, she was just normal about it. But I can see that the theory behind maybe hiding behind the like coming out strong so that people write it off as being silly. So you almost don't have to yes. come out in the same way that you would if you were more serious about it. It, it's certainly different now for the better. I mean, last yeah. year my daughter said she had a, a girlfriend who claimed she was pansexual. I'm like, Whoa. pansexual? What, what? Is she into cookware? What does that even mean? <laughs> she has a flute? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, what does I know. it mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know what it means. It's, it, it means I, that I, you don't fall in love with a one gen. It's not by bi. bi would be with, like, women or men. And then pan is, like... Uh, women, men, Whatever. people who identify as women, but are born men, like it's everything. It's oh, really, it's really loving a person for them, not regardless of oh. gender or presented gender, or they could be asexual or pan is like a full umbrella. Whereas bi is typically like, I am some, sometimes identify with loving a, someone of the same gender, born the same gender, and sometimes with someone born the opposite gender. Interesting. So Pan just spans everything, everybody. That, that's my understanding is that it is like a fully inclusive term of like, would would a date, like, would love and date a trans person of either gender or someone born of the gender that they are presenting as. So you're just truly in love with their, not their DNA, but their brain. <laughs> yes, that, so them not, as a person. It has like, nothing to do with pots or pans or any kind of... <laughs> nothing like that. No clink. I, okay. I don't believe there is a pot sexual, although I'm sure many of those encounters have happened. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Tommy Chong is pot sexual, but that, that's different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so... He talked about, uh, Dave Holmes talked about his boyfriend being awesome and, and great and a catch and all that stuff and that he's in a folk trio, which is like my dream to be in a folk band, which is so st stupid to say you have a dream that you're not like pursuing, but I love <laughs> folk music and I'm just like, oh, and he said folk. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's so cool, <laughs> but not <laughs> talking about being in relationships and being in unhealthy relationships as far as you're wanting, you're seeking someone to complete you. Which, when I, was, I, when I was in college, I took a marriage and family class, and there was one thing that really resonated with me that my teacher told me, and he said that the more you look for yourself in a relationship, the more healthy you are in your head, because you're not trying to find your other half. You already just are a whole person. Does that make sense? You're not trying to complete anything. Yeah. There's no opposites attracting. It's this, yeah. you are you, and this is you, another person that's, it doesn't have to be your twin or, you know, whatever. No. You don't. You don't want it to be super creepy and like only into the same things. You have to have your own things, but someone that is healthy, the same level of healthy in your, you know, as you. Yeah, right. the, isn't the theory that it should together be an eight and not a circle? Yes. Like instead of two half circles, it's two circles making an eight. Ooh. I like yeah, that. There's a lot of those like young, like intense teenage, even like 20s relationships are like two people who 
maybe aren't uh, maybe aren't fully developed yet, sort of leaning up against each other instead of two actual people having a relationship. Yeah. I think so. I've always wondered, like, no offense if I, any of you are with or had long-lasting relationships with your high school sweethearts, but to me, that's like I don't know how you can. I don't know how I would have found myself being with someone that I was with in high school on through past that. Yeah, I oh, don't. Yeah, I don't either. My yeah. brother is with his high school sweetheart. They met at sixteen, and they're still together, and they're both almost forty. And I, they've definitely had their you know rough patches and stuff, but I don't know how they've made it through with not experiencing a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> a lot of other things. All right, you learned something about Lisa. <laughs> Yeah, at least a few other things. <laughs> I was not addicted to drugs, let's just say that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. That's Either of you... I don't even know your relationship status, T.S. <laughs> uh, single. Painfully single. Aww. Yeah. But you're such a yeah. little white puppy. That's <laughs> with true. With glasses. <laughs> That's my icon for Skype, by the way, for people who are very confused by what's going on. <laughs> No, it's mostly just just trunk hookers and stuff like that. It's not like <laughs> which I should explain before this podcast is over because that's anyway. Uh, no, single, just you know, nothing, uh, not married or anything. No offense to anyone who I knew when I was younger, uh, but <laughs> they and I were all terrible people and should not have been in a relationship <laughs> with each other. No offense, but everyone I knew then was awful. <laughs> I had really horrible, bad taste in friends and girlfriends. Got it. Yeah, I'm feel so Dana Gould has this joke where he says, and I think he borrowed it from someone else, where he just says, I find I just walk up to people who knew me before I was thirty and I just apologize and walk away. <laughs> Something like that. That does sound like him. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you brought him up. God love him. Um, okay, so she talked about I like that she she's really shows her true colors when she starts kind of like geeking out on the bands that she likes. Allison, um, she talked about Blind Melon, which I had, you know, a small crush on Shannon Hoon, but I didn't know the rest of the band members' names and whatever else. But I don't know if you guys. I only know I only know from the one song that No Rain song with the B girl, and and I tweeted to Allison that that it, it, it confirmed my theory that. She, Allison was, in fact, the B-girl when I, she was younger. I think and, so. Uh, I think I identify and, with the B-girl pretty much as well. And we Allison people are the other B people that accepted the B-girl. It's so true. <laughs> We're just like a little hive of B people. It's so true. Well, there's the there's But beyond that one song, I don't really know much. I know that Shannon Hoon sang with uh, on one song with Guns N' Roses, but... They didn't really last that long. Well, no, and then he died, so I don't Yeah, know. well, yeah, that's why he died. Yeah, that's a good reason to, to end the band. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then they kind of geeked out on all the MTV people, especially the ones that Dave knew or runs into or whatever, which I thought that was kind of like, fun. I don't know. It's kind of fun listening to people that kind of grew up in the same time that I did, you know, that I have an affinity towards even though it's like ridiculous, but you know, just all that nineties crap. Oh, and by the way, have... the B, the B girl grew up to be pretty uh, attractive. Oh really? Her name is Heather Delo Deloach. I probably screwed that up, but um, yeah, I kind of, cause I kind of looked it up afterwards and she's, um, you know, a fully grown woman and grew up pretty attractive. 
Yeah, we'll look into that. What were you going to say, Toby? I was just wondering, like, that my just me or everyone about this situation is do, do I have a couple of friends that are diehard fans of bands like Blind Melon or so I know someone who's a crazy fan about that band Extreme. Like Ooh. bands that you would say they had more than one. Like, how can you be a fan of a band yes. like that? Yes. Yes. Like those truly one hit wonders that I can't imagine that Blind Melon has another good song. <laughs> uh, uh, quick, quick update. I can confirm that the B-Girl is an adult and very attractive. Ooh. <laughs> we have confirmation tw- two times now. <laughs> Heather Deloach. It was interesting that he brought up like the 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 rules of 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 not being called a faggot when you were in like seventh grade, and and it was all kinds of like innocuous things. I I definitely dealt with all of that stuff. Um, I remember uh, transferring from like sixth to seventh grade, um, and in my in my elementary school we didn't have the same rules, but. I held my books a certain way, and, and I remember getting a ton of shit about it. And it's, ooh, what are you, what are you, fag? Why are you holding your books like that? I'm like, what? What, what am I doing wrong? Like, you hold it like this, not like that. Like Dave said, the backpack, the two, but having both handles over your Right, arms. right. There were some very distinct rules. It took me about a year to learn. I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. But um, yeah, and 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 Ray conveniently rhymes with gay. So hey, Ray, oh, are you gay? Uh, and and that was like the the most intense girl on the brain period I ever had. I did like puberty hit me like atomic bomb, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm the least gay person I know. But <laughs> and but Ray I, is such I, a cool uh, name too. But as soon as you're but, called Gay Morgan, it's over. You're done. Gay oh, Morgan. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Game more. For, yeah, I, 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 I dealt with all that shit for like seventh grade, eighth grade. It, it magically went away. I think because I grew like six inches and I could like beat their ass. <laughs> I don't know, but it was like uh, I was automatically okay That's in eighth so grade. Weird. But seventh I... grade was 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 so shitty just because of, of, of you know certain rules and why, why do you wear your shirt like that or why do you why do you hold your books like that? It was like really regimented or or you know i i i want to read this book just of all the rules because there was a lot of yeah his book sounded pretty good uh i remember in high school i got kicked out of high school and i went to continuation school and at that school having a backpack was not cool so i remember walking my first day and i had kind of like went from one school to the other so i i still needed the backpack for some classes i was taking at the regular high school but um I remember people like snickering at me. They're like, cool backpack. <laughs> like that is so horrible. You brought a backpack to school. Oh, my, my daughter dealt with that too, because where she goes, it's, it's both a uh, middle school and a high school combined. And, um, which is Eagle Rock High, which is right around the corner from the Ruby bakery where Allison Ooh. bought the cake. I totally could have seen her. Allison. Ah. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, backpack rules. If if you wear a big huge backpack you're a scrub you're a kid you're not cool and so so she's got like the tiniest backpack in the world that can't even hold a book <laughs> she has to go to her locker like 300 times uh, yes yes because because you know only scrubs have big backpacks <laughs> like, so what? Weird. Well, like who so makes stupid? up the rule is what i want to know I, 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 
I want to go back to school as like with the knowledge I have now and just be like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You can. It would be weird because you're an adult, but you can technically <laughs> do it. I want to say it just to some of the parents at the school now are just like, really? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, is anyone familiar with Real Men Don't Eat Quiche? No. Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. I remember. I remember when that book came out, and I'm like, "That's ridiculous." Quiche is is egg and bacon, and it's good. And I'm not. I'm not going to not eat it because uh, some book says so. Yeah. What the hell? But Have you read it, T.S.? Uh, I've. The title is vaguely familiar. I'm more familiar with. There was like a a parody thing from what was it tiny tunes called real kids don't eat broccoli which is a play on that but <laughs> no i i know nothing i would be interested to see how crazy the book is because it sounds just because that kind of stuff like oh you can't do this since you because you have to be a man bro gotta be like bro dude bro i would like to i hope it's crazy stop I would, playing I it's on it. your coffee table right now it's next to the coffee cake you baked before we started recording it, 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 if memory serves if memory serves, it came out around the, the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, okay. So I was a baby. Yeah, yeah. sounded 80s. What a time for equality. <laughs> Sorry. That was funny. Um, um, do, oh, yes. Sorry. So Susie Meister being evil, I thought it was funny that that was sort of mentioned offhand. And Allison was like, you know, I do think Susie would probably agree that she's evil. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her being on the show. <laughs> oh, I do like her, but I do also see what they're saying. I can't believe her underwear doesn't ride up her butt. I doesn't <laughs> mind. Yeah, because she has just the perfect butt, apparently. Because that's the only way you can wear one of those things. Yeah, and okay. not a perfect butt like the, the butts that you guys like, but All like right. in her... <laughs> Anti-butt well, talk. I know, I had to throw it in there. I was at a party the other night, and every single girl had like giant butt... But also, it turns into like Kinkle City. Like, what is happening? It's that, and all. Oh and no! All the guys oh, no. like these elephant trunk legs and butt. I don't get it. I don't. Not, 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 not the cankles. No, no, it's no. A whole deal now. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hanging out with a lot of <laughs> cretins. Yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, <laughs> I can appreciate the booty of any sort. Toby, <laughs> <laughs> you like the big juicy butts? Oh, they're all good. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, they're all good. <laughs> okay, they're all good. Fine. Well, I don't have to look at mine, so I guess that's probably why. I don't care. But, and, yeah. and I, whatever. Yeah, I don't really think about it that often, to be honest. Yeah, it's not your thing. I, if I was uh, without arms and legs, my husband would, and a waist and everything, and I was just the top half, my husband would be perfectly fine with it. <laughs> I feel part. like that's probably a mild exaggeration. I, if, at the minimum, he would have some questions about what happened. <laughs> He's already been hanging out in TS's neighborhood because I hear he trunks people. I like how it's become a verb. You literally trunked me. I'm only a trunk. Um, Truncated. <laughs> like a mermaid or something. <laughs> as long as there's boobs, that's all he cares about. I can't believe he makes mixtapes. Is it 1988 or something? Seriously. He, he makes mixtapes for his fans who ask them. I'm like, well, who could even play a cassette anymore? Yeah, they're just going to frame it. <laughs> Didn't he mention that it was like um, USB sticks or whatever? Was it? I think I, think I, I could to, be. I have I to, listen to it iTunes. Monday night. I so, tuned it up a little Sunday bit. Night. 
I tuned out a little bit during that part, apparently. But I do remember the mixtape thing, and I just thought, well, this is... I remember doing it. I remember someone making me a mixed CD, but... And a tape. I had this right. guy... I, yeah, I had I, a stalker. I haven't even made a mixed CD in 10 years, but... Yeah. Uh, that was a thing, definitely. Um, um, I, oh, here's a thing that Allison has said two weeks in a row, and I don't know if she's right or I am, but... <laughs> How do you pronounce the word C A L M? Oh, calm. But is she, it calm or do you? She pronounces she the L. She pronounces the L in a lot of words. And I think words. it's silent. Like, I think it's supposed to be talk? silent. I think she says talk and stalk. Talk, talk and stalk and calm and like, is, is she wrong? I think so. No, I don't know. I don't know. She she has the the background. Uh, she has. She has she has me questioning my pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, well i mean from being from canada how do you pronounce calm <laughs> sorry calm okay so, so right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I try not to get into the pronunciation thing i know i'm like i'm not several. gonna mention it but then I although from in terms of sort of toronto and adjacent accents is actually probably closer to california than most other places in the united states from what i've heard uh, in terms of what i've heard people or how i've heard people speak yeah it's like megan with her with her her big well i i apparently don't belong anywhere because when i'm here when i'm here i'm that guy from boston but when i go back there i'm the california kid (laughs) And, uh, I, 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 I went there a couple of years ago. My my Aunt Ruth was like, uh, you sound like you're from California. I'm like, oh, God, thank you. I don't want to sound like you. <laughs> I thought. I didn't say that. But um, but my wife says it, it does slip out when I'm, like, talking to my dad on the phone. He's about the only one I talk on the phone with anymore. Or if I'm, like, or if I'm like, like, like super angry or if I'm super drunk. I sound more Boston-y, apparently. <laughs> Craig Ferguson, who has you know a fairly uh, prominent Scottish accent, talks about whenever he goes back to Scotland, people tell him he's, he's lost his accent, and he sounds like an yeah, American, right. which is crazy. <laughs> so I, I on on the way here, I decided to stop by <laughs> a, a Wendy's. Just like I was like, ah, I got time, and some strange woman approaches me in the parking lot and asks me to give her a ride. I gave her a ride. She prob she seemed a little prostitutey, but nothing <laughs> happened. She she there was there was meth probably if not in her system then in her apartment somewhere. But I just dropped her off like in like a parking not even like Uh-oh. a vacant lot like yeah. across the street from like a, a subway in like a seedy part of town. So that that's where all the hooker talk is coming. You're a very trusting employ. and nice person. <laughs> You know what it was? I couldn't think of a reason to say no. I was like, yeah, I guess. You probably realized you could take her if she didn't. I guess so. So anyway, that's what what leads leads us here. That's that's what I did before the podcast. So if you hear any muffled screams, that's what it is. Gotcha. (laughs) Oh, she's not making noises anymore. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, I love that uh, Dave Holmes' first internet search was Small Wonder. That is near and dear to my heart, and 
that Allison's oh, Lisa. Mr. Belvedere. I realize the ridiculous <laughs> shows and the age Small I Small wonder was I, horrible. It's totally horrible. And it's one of those I've been watching um, Twilight Zone with the kids and then now because it kind of freaks them out, they want to watch something funny after. So we found, oh, let's find Laverne and Shirley. And rewatching those, I'm like, they are actually pretty funny. But small wonder, it's just, that is just, you have to be a certain age and just maybe a latchkey kid. And that's all you have after school is small wonder and whatever else came on after it. Mr. Belvedere, probably. <laughs> Another horrible show. Jeez. I do think that era of the internet is gone, though, where like in the 90s, there was a bunch of like fan sites for everything because there was no like Facebook or anything like that. There was no YouTube or a central hub where everyone would go. Or there was no like official company websites for things with information. So it would just be some super big fan of Small Wonder or season three of The Real World or whatever would set up a site and have a bunch of information about it. Yes, because back in the old days, like my stepmom was the fan club president for the monkeys in. I don't know what year, but maybe the 60s, I think. So she was like a teenager and she was, you know, the fan club president. So imagine how much work you had to do back then. It was all pen pals and meet and greets, I guess. I don't even know how you organize that, but it's rad. Yeah, it is pretty cool. (laughs) From last week, really quick, one more reason why Allison and I, I feel like, are separated at birth is that she has a huge crush on real genius Val Kilmer and that's all I'll say about that. Um, all right, let's move on to some JMOs. Ray, <laughs> Ray what do you have? Of course okay, I have to pick J-Mo. the all-dude episode to talk about my crush on Val Kilmer from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> the one by, um, by you, Lisa, about okay. Chinese food. I think it's Chinese food has changed. When, when I was a kid, Chinese food, and I think um, uh, Jeff pointed out, it's it was a lot of chow mein, it was a lot of fried rice, and a lot of hot tea. And you could eat a ton of that stuff and, and, and not feel full an hour later. These days with the orange chicken, and it's it seems a little more hearty. And, yeah, uh, super heavy. I, 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 it's just changed. It has, but I feel like people still say it almost like they heard it somewhere, so they're going to still make that joke, and it's like, well, I'm... I'm fucking full for like two more hours at least. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm at, for like a week, literally, just super full, like more full than regular food for some reason. And I don't eat chow mein, but I do eat the rice and you know veggies and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was definitely a thing back in the, back in the old days when I was a kid. <laughs> but um, it, uh, yeah, these days I eat Chinese food. I'm I'm full. I think it's changed. So people, you need to stop saying it because it's a dumb joke. It's happy. <laughs> well, you know how uh, get uh, over uh, it. This discussion um, digressed into um, cereal somehow. I think, and, and and it's funny how cereal is like part of a balanced breakfast, and they show like pictures on the side <laughs> of the box of cereal with a bunch of other stuff. Yes, because. Because you can't subsist on just cereal. No, you have to have the milk and the orange juice and the toast with a big slab of butter on it. Yeah, in those photos, it looks like cereal is balanced breakfast adjacent. <laughs> yes. You, you, you can actually remove the cereal and it would be balanced. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time I had a bowl of cereal. I don't love cereal unless I have a bowl and then I want to eat the whole box, but I never crave it unless I'm stoned, which is rare. Um, but. The, you know, and on Thursday's episode, they did talk about Fruity Pebbles, which is bouncing back that they all hate it. But that's my number one topping for 
yogurt, <laughs> frozen yogurt. You got to have fruity pebbles. It's awesome. But I don't know. Do you guys eat cereal at all? Uh, I was I was a cereal kid. I, oh, I loved yeah. cereal. I grew um, up on peanut not, Cheerios. But, but I always liked the the chocolate based cereals. Like I didn't like fruity pebbles, but I like cocoa pebbles. But um, um, what's the one with the with the cocoa puffs? Cocoa puffs were awesome. Oh yeah, those are the I shit. Loved. And um, and I, for some these days, I, I'll still like I, I like raisin bran, and no one else really does. I like it. Uh, yeah, but, they used, but they but they used to have crispy wheats and raisins which were superior cuz they were they had like crunchy flakes. Yes. But they've been discontinued. That just um, reminded me of but, cereal I grew up with. But, it was a honey nut flake cereal that was super good when I was a kid. But raisin bran I grew up on that. I, everyone in my family had every household had it. It was raisin bran. And you know what was funny was my mom would allow Captain Crunch which was basically Whoa. pure pure sugar. But it was it was it was oat colored, so she figured it was good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but she wouldn't allow Lucky Charms, and and I loved Lucky Charms. That's but my number not, one favorite. I, but not the line the, was drawn on marshmallows. I mean, the, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I liked I liked the marshmallows, but I also liked the the cereal part too. Yeah, me too. I like it all together. That's that is my favorite. If I go get stoned, that's like I need to get Lucky Charms. That's my cereal go to for sure. Yeah, I think, I think I should buy a box. I think you should. That's, yeah, okay, it's, it's that's our other homework. Yeah. <laughs> My kids don't eat cereal. We not we don't really have we don't drink a lot of milk or anything like that. So they just kind of I don't know. It's just not been their thing. They're not big breakfast people either, which is kind of a bummer because I know it's supposed to be good for you and all, but I don't eat breakfast and they don't really. I don't know. They'd rather sleep in. <laughs> yeah, my son. Eats Rice Krispies like were in- are, are okay when you have fruit in them. Like like, yes. like sliced strawberries or blueberries or something like that. Then then they're edible, but by themselves they're just boring. Yeah. What were you saying, Toby? Oh, my son is like high cereal diet. That's like really? his, that's his thing. Like he prefers it over pretty much everything. Wow. Like Eggo waffles and cereal. That's like I can wow. spend two or three hours cooking dinner and like put a lot of work into it, and he would way rather prefer like a big bowl of like. Nesquik or if like if that's cocoa pebbles, I guess same thing. Oh yeah, but, like he'll that's take crazy. that. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. That's, the... a, that's what he's into right now. That's so he'll go through like two family size boxes of cereal a week. I had like eradicated. Our cupboard was like yeah, Rice Krispies and Shreddies and like plain Cheerios and stuff for years, and then. Now it's all like family boxes of Lucky Charms and Shreddies <laughs> and Honeycomb and stuff, which is cool. Like, it reminds me of my childhood. Yes. It just like I hadn't thought about that for so long that it just I would not even look in that aisle of the cereal thing. But now it's like back again, sort of. It's interesting. And as such, I will like sometimes grab a bowl of it. And I'm like you where it'll be one bowl turns into seven. Yes. Like, <laughs> like I can't get like, enough. I'm ravenous like, for Oh, cereal. why didn't I like... And then I look at the side, I'm like, oh, because it's like candy. Like candy on bread is <laughs> yes. basically the oh, nutritional information of this. Uh, yeah. Oh. With the multivitamin sprinkled on it. Oh, right. It's enriched with, <laughs> exactly. with BS. Said, per- well, it was funny. The Chinese food one was the one that I remembered that, talking about. <laughs> and I think it might have something to do with the MSG. Oh, uh, interesting. Because when, like, they, oh. used to, they used to be synonymous, right? MSG and Chinese food. Yeah. Uh, right, and then, right. Uh, so I, my, if I had to guess, 
MSG makes you feel full. I, like, I, I can't verify that. So you probably eat less and feel full, and yeah. then you're hungry again half an hour later. But then everyone, whether it's true or not, sort of said MSG kills you. So MSG comes out of Chinese food gradually, uh, or at least people seek out the places that don't have it. And then probably the reverse ends up happening. Yeah. If I had to guess. I think, I and I think 40% uh, yeah, of my I, beef is the is the actual being full and not full, and 60% is the people that feel the need to say it. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, it's not, it's like when they talked about the turkey dinner and Thanksgiving where people always have to say, oh, what, you know, it makes you tired and blah, blah, blah. Like, everyone has to have a story of whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, do you have to say it? We're just, can we just have Chinese food without, like, the antidotes? <laughs> yeah, and there's tons of those those things that are just like, oh, yeah, this is it's this way and you're like actually it's not and they're like oh well i don't know people have been saying that for a hundred years yeah like, so 10 I'm... articles about it like... <laughs> so how's the weather yeah whenever yeah. someone says it i don't say anything i just do the jack off motion in my head so <laughs> you just start doing it with your hand because that'd be better <laughs> they're like wow okay <laughs> like, so, are you feel that strongly about chinese food <laughs> Oh, you're full. Great. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. This is what I'm thinking about. <laughs> a good handy. <laughs> oh my God. Or the female equivalent of the JLA. Yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't we talk about that on here? Or one of the shows they were talking about the female equivalent. And maybe it was some show that I, I was listening to. And they're like saying like what you would do to like, instead of being like the male, being the girl and doing it. That, would that be was good. Night Calls, actually. That was a Playboy show from 1996. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, let's pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, T.S., what do you have for Dean? Uh, so, and you always write them all down, don't you? Cause I, I got a couple of them down. Okay. Um, so was Jeff, was the dog food, the pet food thing, did that come from a JMO? I don't have yes, that. Yes, it came from Matt K. at Blue Canoe. Hi, Matt. Yeah. I don't yeah. know the whole thing, but he did talk about trying his dog food or something. Yeah, it, you know, looking at your pet's food and wondering how it tastes. And Jeff has eaten a surprising amount of pet food. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. I was a, when I was a kid, I remember smelling dog food and I thought, oh my gosh, I want to try that. And so instead, I just had the canned corned beef and like pretended it was dog food. It's pretty uh, close, I think. It is. It has that same smell, but yeah, I can't imagine but, trying. I didn't know they were talking about wet food. Dry food, I've tried the, the snacks, the milk bones. They're disgusting. I've 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 had the milk bones, the dogs, because um, we had a contest at our our local p- playground when I was a kid. Who could make the the grossest sandwich? And, and and if you if you take a bite and you eat it and you can't throw up, you win a prize, right? So we all went home, and and I I put like milk bones and a bunch of other shit in in a sandwich between two pieces of bread and, and, and took a bite. And the milk bone wasn't really that bad. It wasn't good. I, I, I can't believe you would like pick that as a uh, source of a, a, a good hearty snack like Jeff did. But um, like a um, road snack. Yeah, <laughs> right. It? Like, hey, it's it, you know, we were poor. I'm like, yeah, but still. Yeah, I, mean, I used to put hot dogs buy... in my pocket. <laughs> I was I'm sorry. Hold we on. Were... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm so fast. <laughs> yeah. Are we look. <laughs> Like we were po- poor too, but I didn't have to eat milk bones. Okay, <laughs> so uh, let's revisit this hot dog thing. Are we talking like a pack of hot dogs or so an individual? I just grab a couple of Oscar Myers and pop them in my pocket, and then like grab a few craft singles and be on my way. 
right. So is this like a <laughs> like a like a hoodie front pocket or just like pocket of jeans or? Um, it must have been po- it must have been pocket of jeans. I don't think I had a hoodie when I was a kid. So <laughs> so, so 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 were they nice and warm in your pockets? So they were oh, kind yeah, of cooked. I gotta take the chill off in the fridge. <laughs> 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 I I just had a memory of grabbing squares of ham off of some dinner plate and and grabbing it and going horseback riding with those in my pocket too because <laughs> I needed a snack. <laughs> so I feel like lint would be wow. an issue or something. Like, did you like rinse them off or something? Or did you just like, oh, you got a hot, hot dog in the pocket. They got everything inside already. Huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I we're, was we're, not a discerning we're... eater when I was a kid. Anything would go. Anything. You, you kind of invented the hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I was so gross. No wonder nobody wanted to be my friend. I smell like hot dogs. I smell well, like I'd have been your friend. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially at lunchtime, just get that hot dog. Oh my god! I really am wiener dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Don Wiener. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that wiener has not dog. seen Welcome to the Dollhouse, please go watch it. Uh, yes, I yes. relate to that girl so much. So now I really am. The actual wiener dog. So mine that I picked was the buttons one, the extra buttons. Do you have that written down, T.S., the name of the person? I didn't write. I do not. Okay. Well, the, anyway. What, the, the buttons in the laundry? No. Like, that was no, Adam. That was right? Adam. No, 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 no. Um, it was um, she keeps, or he keeps, it, probably a she, because I have about a billion of these things. But you get the little plastic uh, oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that you would buy Coke in, but you have buttons in. And I... We used to have them everywhere, like in every drawer, everything, like just in case. I never, ever revisited the same thing. But what I did is I ended up compiling them into like a, a thing. So they're all in the same spot, but I still for like 10 years never used them. And then finally, a couple of months ago, I took them all out and put them in like a little mason jar. And I use them for crafts and stuff for the kids. Like they can glue it on stuff. Like, oh, I almost threw it away. And I finally, they have a meaning. But this leads me to another thing that I wanted to share on another episode, but there was no way of doing it. So I'm just going to fit it in here is that Colonel Jeff said that he uses those buttons and he puts them in his sewing kit, which is that makes more sense than, well, than using it as a craft, I guess. But he says his sewing kit is a Vans shoebox, which (laughs) why am I feeling the need to share these things? (laughs) So my Vans shoebox is for my adult toys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that's where it was going. <laughs> because I can't put it in my nightstand. Once you have kids, they want to go through everything. So I'm like, well, I'll just put it in a shoebox in my closet. But I recently was doing some inventory and some cleaning out. And I thought, I'm going to get rid of some of the stuff and maybe re... <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, I had this conundrum of like, what do you do with your, your old stuff? <laughs> you can't just throw it in the trash can what if like the trash man comes and it flies out of the bin we're like i don't know how you dispose of them like where do you take them what do you do throw them in the trash come (laughs) on okay nothing else you would make the day and have a story forever for the trash man (laughs) if that did happen imagine okay so this is what i did i actually took that van's shoebox and i taped it up with some with some packing tape and I put it in the trash can. And I just picture, because my neighborhood, we're really close. And I and also everyone's very nosy. I just pictured it like, you know, hitting the side of the bin and flying out and just exploding with like 
every single thing like, oh, this is what Lisa's into. Interesting. Well, what you got to do is you got to go down to the recycling place and just sort of see if you can get any money for them. <laughs> see if there's like a five cent CRV thing. Maybe I should go to the hey, Wendy's look. and find someone. <laughs> there's people there. Uh, look, man, as far as I remember, I remember as a kid going into Spencer's Gifts and, and into the adult section, who I was being sneaky and... Uh, they had like vibrators and, sh- and showing women using them on their neck and shoulder. <laughs> they <laughs> and still like, oh, do that, the by the way. There's a lot of there's a lot of neck the, the, massagers and bi- back massagers yes. on Amazon right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Penis shaped thing that you use to you know work out the knots. Oh yeah, there's some knots that need to be worked out. Um, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, that is pretty funny. It's like they have to sell it somehow because the, the actual <laughs> use apparently is not good enough. Um, How did we get off to the subject? I don't know, but now that we're all on that subject, let's get a hop off that subject. Yeah, let's. And... I'm sorry. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess. Okay, I got a. Subject. That might be a good place to end. No. <laughs> no, I have got a subject. What do you have to say? Uh, before I part, I just want to clear up. <laughs> Um, the Allison DM I got, which I mentioned on the last podcast. Yes. As I mentioned before, I'm trying to lose weight. So I, um, I don't know shit about calories. So I like figured out what I ate that day and it came out to 800 calories. And I'm like, well, is, you know, 800 of something. Is that a lot? Is that a little, I, I didn't, I don't think I ate that much. So I, I, tweeted to my new best friend Allison it's like because she knows about this shit and I'm like um how much how many calories should you eat to lose weight is 800 a lot I don't know well well I got replies from Adam as we know and also Leanne and Jen and the <laughs> satchel about how I'm going to die if I keep that up well I I got a a DM from Allison now I don't want to I know I I kind of made it sound like she was on my side, and she is. But she did tell me this, um, that that 800 calories is basically a starvation diet. And no one should go below 1,200, and and then that's even iffy. And you could get dizzy or headaches or feel weak. Now, she obviously has been through this stuff. And also take vitamins if you're eating that little. So what I said was, you know, well, I, I don't feel any of those things and I don't, it's not every day that I eat that less and um, I'm losing weight. I've lost 40 pounds. And so, so, and then she said, and I quote, my unsolicited, unprofessional advice, if what you're doing is working and you feel fine, that is great. People love to tell dieters they need to eat more. It's like a national pastime. Got to put gas in the car and all that. I think she mentioned that on a podcast. Too. She said it like six times on one episode. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, you know your body best at this point, and you know better than others what will and won't work for you. Amen, Allison. Thank you very much. <laughs> you heard it here. It, it came from her mouth, and obviously she knows. No, I... You're, vindic- I, I, you know, you're vindicated. <laughs> I, right. But I, I do appreciate all the feedback from, from everyone else because I, I truly don't know anything about calories and I, and I'm learning. So I guess 800 is not enough. And, but I, I, I rarely eat that little. It's like two times a week. I'll just not eat. And I, I go, I'm fine. I'm not even that hungry really, but, um, and it seems to work. So anyway, that, that's all I have to say about that. I just didn't want to uh, misrepresent Allison. 
that is a place just to end. And uh, this was super fun. I loved meeting you, Toby. It was cool to meet somebody new. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Super cool to have a Canadian on, and we need more. We need, I actually almost have someone from Australia coming on. I'm super excited. Nice. Um, yeah. So Ray, thank you for being on, and TS, thank you. of course, again. Um, where can we find you, TS, if we if you want to be found? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'll be trolling around parking lots, look, looking to pick up strange women with meth adjacent faces. Uh, no, I <laughs> am on Twitter at tsdcx. I don't really post anything, but I. I will occasionally retweet funny stuff. Um, also, if you're in the mood for some listening, for some more uh, BYOFer listening, uh, check out the Mental Illness Happy Hour episode uh, with superfan Megan. She was on twice, actually, but yep. start at the beginning and check out the first episode. So, Ray, where can we find you? I'm at Ray Morgan, I-I-I on Twitter, and um, I'm restarting my webcomics, so if you're so inclined, go ahead and click that link. I'll, I post that on Twitter, so go ahead, do that. Ooh, cool. I'm interested. <laughs> and Toby, if you want to be found, where can we find you? Uh, I'm at T-Milt, T-M-I-L-T on Twitter, or Tobart on Instagram, or Tobarto on the Snappy. <laughs> I like that. Um, and everyone support Allison's show. Go to her website, allisonrosen.com, and support her. Buy a t-shirt. They're awesome. They're super comfortable. Um, I love it. I don't know why I don't wear it every single day. I probably should just buy one for every single day of the week. And <laughs> if you want to be on this show, email me at bffancast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. And thank you. Good night. Good night. Bye. And this will be our year Took a long time To Come